you guys chill out? I'm trying to do a podcast. In today's section 312, we review The Last Dance parts 5 and 6. Pretty badass episodes. We'll break it down, get into it for everybody that hasn't watched or has watched. Baseball's back, guys, uh, a little bit. We'll get into that, what it means for us viewers and the hopes for the MLB soon to return. We break down the NFL. Some news broke out. You know, they're releasing the Bears schedule uh, tonight when uh, you guys hear this. It'll be Thursday. The schedules will be coming out at 8 p.m. We'll break down, maybe do a little guessing who the Bears' first matchup is going to be. I mean, we're all pretty in unison who we probably think it's going to be, so we'll get to that. We got brand new Sneedler's list. We talk a little bit NBA, some Kevin Durant news, some crazy hypotheticals. Uh, no match moment, but we got the ball guy of the week in the starting five worst pieces of paper that you have ever experienced in your life or you just think suck. We'll break it down, starting five. But before we get into that, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. They're thriving. Thriving that baseball's back, sort of. I don't know if they're doing bets on it or not, but go check them out, thrivefantasy.com or Thrive Fantasy in the App Store today. And when you do, enter our code SEC312, and they'll give you an instant match on your first deposit of up to 10 bucks. So really, you deposit $10, just enter our code because you're a fan of the show, and they're going to give you $10. So that's $20 you guys can go and bet on sports betting if you're in the legal area. Uh, they do overs, unders, points value, only the best tier athletes. They never use any scrubs. No guys from like AAA, AA. They do everything from PGA to NBA, NFL, MLB, soccer, hockey, everything. Go check them out in the App Store today, Thrive Fantasy. All right, guys, let's just start with the NBA, right? I guess the biggest news that broke out was Kevin Durant, could he come back and play? The Nets are in seventh place right now, right? So the NBA had already uh, postponed and switched the days of like their combines and their drafts uh, because they're hoping to finish this NBA season. Yes. So Kevin Durant, if they come back, the Nets are in seventh place. Would it be a smart move for him to come back? Smart move for him? Probably not. Smart move for the Nets? Maybe. <laughs> like, Durant's not going to have anything to gain gain from coming back ahead of schedule if it is ahead of schedule. But it's not. Or it, it's It's... It's less than schedule, I would say, right? Because they were expecting him to be out the entire year, right? So come June, still no NBA. That's about his full year of where they wanted him to be at with the recovery. Now you give him the extra month and a half, say, to keep conditioning a little bit. And what's saying what's saying that's stopping him from going out there and trying to lead the Nets into something? I mean, I get it. Kyrie's down right now. And they don't really have another superstar next to him. I mean, DeAndre Jordan, but I think... I Spencer don't Dinwiddie. Either or, Kevin Durant, I think he could come back if he wanted to. And if he does, what does that mean for Milwaukee? Could KD single-handedly take down the Bucks? I mean, no. not, not, <laughs> with, so. not with that team. If, if they had Kyrie, if it was Kyrie and Durant right. plus, plus the other pieces that the Nets have, because the Nets do have an interesting team. I mean, you're, you're not going to get to seventh place. You know, they got to seventh place without Durant anyway. 
So they've got some decent pieces there, but I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks are just an overall just insane squad. So the Nets would need would need to be fully stocked to really have a chance. So that was the big NBA news, the whole Kevin Durant thing, and that they're hoping on finishing the season, which, you know, would be pretty cool. Uh, we still got to figure out, uh, because once that, they haven't canceled it yet. So I don't want to just refund everybody back their money from the NBA fantasy. When, Jeremy, like you said, you have the bet, uh, best overall record right now and you're undefeated, I want to give you yeah. the chance to win the whole 180 for first place or whatever it is. You know, So until the NBA either cancels their season or sets a start date, or our, our season is up in limbo. I'm going to be so salty when the season comes back and I lose in the fir- like my first game of the postseason. Because <laughs> everyone, because everyone's just rusty as hell and can't play. Oh, I, that would be awesome. I'd be so happy if I sneak into the postseason, and then Ugh. I think I might be in the postseason right now as the AC. But, but I know I, don't I was know. in position, but like lower end of it. So that's all the NBA news we got right now. Let's jump over to baseball. Right, it's back. It's something for us to watch. Vance is super excited. He's been Snapchatting me about it. He's watching. <laughs> Was it the? It's the Korean Baseball League. KBO. KBO. The KBO. Yeah, it was pretty dope. I watched last night till about the sixth inning or so, and then I fell asleep. It was on till about three in the morning. Uh, there was a rain delay, so it didn't start quite on time. It was about a half an hour delay, but it was it's fun. Um, a little more contact. Um, pitchers don't throw quite as hard, you know. What I mean, it's it's a little different form of baseball. You can't expect major league baseball. Okay, but wh- how um, is it watching with no fans? Can you hear the players like talking to each other on the field? You hear some dugout kind of chatter, especially like when somebody hits a home run. It's like, oh, you know, from the whole dugout. Um, you know, the broadcasters being at their house was kind of interesting. Um, oh, they broadcasted. They broadcasted hour. from their house. Like they just had All a camera for a live feed. Perez, literally. <laughs> They're sitting in their house and they're like broadcasting what they're seeing on a monitor from ESPN or whatever. Oh, so like it's the oh, so it's the ESPN broadcasters. It's not the Korean broadcasters mm-hmm. speaking. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, it's okay. like yeah, Carl Ravitch and Eduardo Perez. They're like saying you know things about the game, you know whatever in English, calling the game in English as it's kind of happening, you know, over there. That's so pretty that cool. cool. I mean, it's something for us to watch as fans of you know just sports in general. You know, because neither of us care who wins the KOB, right? But it's something for us to watch. Yeah, KBO. Get it right. KOB. (laughs) (laughs) The KBO. That's like the new J. uh, Quentin's trying to drop a new J. Cole album, KOB. (laughs) The king of baseball. They're the kings of baseball? Yeah, the kings of baseball. (laughs) Sounds Sounds like a weird, like, Disney baseball movie. So, yeah, the former White Sox great Tyler Saladino was playing. That was fun. So, hey, the boy. So, uh, baseball's back, sort of. Baseball's making me happy. Uh, not the MLB, but baseball in general. Game time. Uh, they finally refunded me for two of my games. Finally, after so long. And they gave me 125% of what the value of my tickets were. So they gave me extra money and game time credit. You know, I could go through this whole appeal process and wait like 60 days to get my money back. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep my game time credit. Because when everything gets good again, you know, I got money in game time now. But my real question is the MLB. I'm still waiting on my two games from the MLB app. So either 
I, I mean, a lot of people are suing the MLB, you know, because it's fraud right now, basically, because they sold something and they're not refunding for something that never happened, you know. It's like Firefest. But <laughs> at the same time, it's... I, I don't know what's going to happen with the MLB because there's not going to be any fans. We know there's not going to be any fans, so I'm hoping they do this, a similar thing to Game Time by giving me 125% in credit for the MLB app. Yeah, the the tough thing though, like you compared it to to Fire Festival. The only the only real difference is that what's going on in the world it was out of you know MLB's control. Firefest was just an absolute shit show, and like so that's the fraud. <laughs> like yeah, like that is yeah. So that's kind of the the really tricky part. Okay, so that's about all my uh, my baseball rants. Well, well, hold on. Did you guys see the? The thing that Trevor Plouffe tweeted, former uh, Minnesota Twins great. No, what did he say? He said that according to sources that he had heard from, I, I don't exactly know what he's doing now, if he's a podcast guy or, or, or whatever, but he said he had he heard from multiple sources that they're discussing a spring training two on July 10th with the regular season uh, starting in July. Oh, June 10th, right? June 10th, yeah, pardon me, yeah, June 10th and July 1st for regular season. So how many games are they, are they going to That's what playing? I've heard is about a July 2nd start, and then they want to do a 100-game season from there. That would be crazy. That would be so hard to do. I mean, That's, yeah, the, the kind of plan right now. Wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be that hard. To you do. got two months. You have two. Well, they're going to Okay, have you have three. You have three year. whole months. Oh, yeah, you... Yeah, and they would just expand it to November. They would be. Yeah, they're gonna go into November, and then uh, they might have to do some games in warm weather if it gets like too bad. The post, the, the World Series would end up being in like December, around Christmas. Everything. No, I think everything would just end in November. Well, like the which end. would which would suck for Derek Jeter. He he's Mister November, and if you're gonna have. You- we're gonna have another another series in November. Well, then maybe this is the chance that the Marlins uh, make it to the World Series, huh? And then Derek Jeter goes uh, and puts the jersey back on no. and says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna hey, go out and win it." A- maybe not. <laughs> well, he's gonna hey. be the next Jackie Moon, player, president, GM, owner, whatever it is. You know, everything. <laughs> so maybe not. So baseball, I hope it comes. I'm tired of sitting here not doing anything. Uh, some restrictions of this coronavirus is easing up a little bit. I mean, but they're saying that it's mutating. And I read something today that says, you know, you get like COVID toe or COVID finger or whatever. Frost, it is. Frostbite toes. Yeah, basically that's what it is. It cuts off oxygen to your phalanges. So, is is that what it is? The phalanges are the fingers and the toes, right? The bones. You're, you're asking the wrong guy. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't. Rem- I can't remember what it is. But uh, no Matt today, so no Matt's moment, boys. Uh, Unless we want to, do you want to improvise one? <laughs> it, I mean, we could. Let's or give, Van, give Vance, uh, Vance have anything on his mind? Okay, Vance, it'll be Matt's moment, Vance edition, but you have to yeah. do it from the perspective of Matthew Gross. So whatever you think <laughs> Matt would be ranting about today, I want your best Matt's moment. Okay, first and foremost, St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis. <laughs> Fuck Stan Kroenke. <laughs> I bought a Battlehawks t-shirt. 
<laughs> waiting for that to come in. And go what about uh, Coca-Cola, something Coca-Cola flavored? He yeah. bought Coca-Cola mints or something. Oh, I'm waiting on my Nintendo Switch, the full one. <laughs> We've heard about that quite a bit, too. <laughs> no, I was saying like let's have let's have Vance like rant about something. I wish I would have prepared something to rant about. Come on, something's got to be on your mind. Yeah, what, what, what's going on? What what do you got going on in your life, Vance? Talk to us. <laughs> this is like holy therapy. cow. I was like, Talk. I'm on the couch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who hurt you? What Vance? is it? What is a typical day in the life of Vance during quarantine for all of our viewers and listeners out <laughs> there? What what from wake up to lay down and close your eyes? What does a typical quarantine day look like with <laughs> with and then without your son? Okay, I was gonna say they are very different um, because yeah, with him it's a lot of chasing him, etc. You know, can we take him for a ride? What are we gonna do today? Um, but it's kind of all centered around him. When I do games, it's like right as gift. So that's he's not here filled with video games and Netflix. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's really kind of it right now speaking of still, netflix you know, Spe- waiting on the place that you know if they call me back kind of thing i'm like i'm not really you know looking anywhere else right now speaking of netflix boys okay that was vance's matthews moment it was great but speaking of netflix <laughs> and watching stuff jeremy i have we'll, we'll do it next week i totally spaced out and forgot i forgot to watch ace ventura i'm gonna get it done this week i've never wow. i've never That's seen good. ace ventura pet detective right one job. It is a good movie, though. I mean, it's, it's a the re- childhood re- kind of classic, but I mean, yeah, it's one it of the. It's, you it's watch one it. of the. It's one of the reasons that we have Jim Carrey. Like that was his breakout movie. So I will get back and give a review on what I thought next week. Uh, but before we get into Sneedler's list, we gotta break down episodes five and six of the Last Dance, boys. You both watched it, of course. Okay. Episode 5 covered the gambling situation with Michael Jordan. He gambled a lot of money, but he never had a problem. I I get what he was saying, right? The media saying, oh, he's got a gambling problem. But, you know, his kids were never starving. He wasn't living on the street. It wasn't like he was betting up his house, his cars, anything like that, you know. And when you have the financial flexibility, I don't see anything wrong with that. No, I completely, I completely agree. If you, if you, if you had that much money and the kind of competitive spirit that he had, where it was like his, like all of life was a competition to him, and I guess probably even still is, and you're not on the court and you're not golfing, like what else are you gonna do? Back then, they couldn't play video games, or like you know, video games weren't really that big of a deal, so it's not like you know he's gonna do that. So you might as well. You know, go gamble a little bit. It sounded like he was pretty good at it, too, so he might as well. My favorite part about the whole thing was that he walked in and he was playing. I, I don't know what it was. It wasn't like dice. It was like they were just throwing Those quarters. Quarter? They Those, were just no, throwing quarter quarters. Yeah, quarters into a spot. Yeah. What? Okay. I've See, I've never done that. Is that what quarters is? No, I think no. no it's a different I, type of thing they were just doing. I think what they were trying to do because I was thinking about it too. I'm like, what the hell are they trying to? do? I think their game was you had to try to get it as close to the wall without actually hitting the wall. It was something like that. Yeah, they were aiming for a spot, and it was like you were trying to you know be accurate with it. But that shows like just 
they're like the whole point of them showing that was just to show like how absurdly competitive he was. That he was getting even, that guy was beating him. Yeah, <laughs> even even a little game like that that means absolutely nothing. Jordan was still like, "I'm gonna kill you." And then yeah, the guy was, was like talking yeah. shit to him too. Then he was talking shit to yeah. him. That like, made it worse. And he's like, "Go do your job." <laughs> yeah. Go do your security, job. security, come get security. Don't get the security out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so he it gets into the gambling thing a little bit. Uh, we break down the game where he puts on his last game potentially at the Garden, uh, which it was Jordan ones for a while. Yeah, yeah he pulls out the Chicago's. The old school, original Chicago, still probably my favorite retro one to this day. Um, but the Turbo Greens are up there. I do like the Turbo Greens that just came out for all the sneakerheads listening. Um, so he has the iconic game with that. It goes into the Dream Team, the Isaiah Thomas theme. How Dude, Michael Jordan almost starts crying because, you know, I feel like when he's talking about the Isaiah Thomas thing, you know, he's really passionate about the fact that Isaiah Thomas was an asshole. You know, he was a very good point guard, maybe right behind Magic, right, as the number two point guard behind Magic. But it's like, um, of that era, you know, what I'm talking about. And it's like, he, he hates Isaiah Thomas with a passion, but he feels guilty that he deprived him of something that he'll never get to experience in his life. So Yeah, but but I like I like that they kind of made made the fact that like, it, wasn't it wasn't just really, him. Yeah, it, like, wasn't it wasn't really just, just him. Just him, yeah. Yeah, like everyone was pretty much like everyone was pretty much against Isaiah Thomas as like he been as a through person. It with everybody. Yeah, like been through it with the you know, Yeah, like, Scotty Larry yeah, all the main players, not just, you know, even yeah. when Magic in the finals, like, kind of had their different, you know, beef and issue. And, you know, you want to play with the bully team, like, it's kind of what's going to happen. I just yeah, like, and, and seeing, seeing like, the behind-the-scenes footage of the Dream Team and, like, how well they got along, like, I'm not entirely surprised that they left him off. Because just imagine, like, you know... That's what that's what helps make a good team is you got to have team chemistry and if there was just if there's one bad egg that takes away from them I mean they they probably still could have gotten along and still beat the shit out of like every team that they that they faced but they probably wouldn't have had as much fun doing it yeah so it gets into the whole dream team thing, you know, and then it, it also broke down, you know, we're talking about the shoes, you know, he wanted to sign with Adidas, but Adidas didn't want to make the shoe. Nike was just coming up, but Converse, they were all in that old school Converse commercial for those ugly ass Converse that looked like they would, they, those things look like they would tear your Achilles just putting them on. So, <laughs> so it goes, it gets into all that, the Air Jordan, the technology. I thought the behind the scenes of the little Nike thing was there was pretty cool. Um, episode six, though, before we get off of the Last Dance, breaking down the uh, the matchup against the Suns for the first three pate in Charles Barkley. You know, Charles is saying, you know, he had the best game of his life, which was like 44 points, like six and something, or three and something. I don't remember what it was, but Michael Jordan had like 49 points and like 12 rebounds, and he just outplayed Charles Barkley. And, you know, I, the the savage in Jordan is that they're flying out to Phoenix for game six, and he tells his teammates that he's only packing the one suit. <laughs> Because he's there to get the job done, and he's not playing, going there to play two games. So, 
Yeah, I feel like one of the one of the more fun things about this documentary so far has been them like reminding people of how good some of these players were from the '90s, like besides Jordan and Pippen and Rodman. Like, I think that's been really fun. Is like I think people forget how great like Charles Barkley really was. You know? Yeah, he was a hell of a basketball player. Uh, we almost gave it to Charles for the ball guy of the week. You know, I also like this documentary too because it's opening up. I feel like a lot more personalities of these players that we don't really get to see as much. You know, the Horace Grant, the Isaiah Thomas, yeah. even Magic uh, Magic Johnson. You know, after watching this and the what probably is the best practice of all time of that Olympic team practice where they're just going neck and neck and at each other. You know, a scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, Magic Johnson just, you know, the personality comes out and how much he respects Michael Jordan as, you know, not only a player but as a person, you know, because they, they had a great relationship off the court as well. So I just like the fact that you get to see everybody coming out more, you know. And I, Phil Jackson really rocked the hell out of that stash back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a ferret oh, yeah. above his lip. That thing is furry. <laughs> Yeah, that's the man. So, episodes five and six, The Last Dance. Looking forward to episodes seven and eight this Sunday. Before we get to Sneedler's List, Rick and Morty. Did you guys watch yes. that on Sunday? Of course. Vance, did you watch oh. that? I'm sorry, I don't do that show. What? Why? Uh, it's just too out there for me. I don't know. I watched it with Daryl one time, and I was just tripping out the whole time. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> Super funny. It was hilarious. I mean, I, I know everyone says it's like hilarious, and I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I just I couldn't get into it. I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. You've seen back, jumping back and forth. You've seen They're Back like to the Future. Wild shit. You've seen Back to huh? the Future. Yeah. With Doc and Marty. Yeah. That's what the cartoon is basically. Rick and Morty. Right. Yeah, it's like it's, a rip, right? It's a par- It's sort of a parody of it. Yeah. So that episode was pretty funny. The train, the uh, yeah, with the Wendy's, yeah, the Wendy's, the burger, they want us or to the make chicken a Wendy's sandwich. Commercial, uh. super funny. Rick and Morty, go watch it. But now it's time for another Sneedler's list. Jeremy, oh what kind of list do you have for us? A good list, a bad list, your favorite list, what you don't like? <laughs> uh, it's a positive. Wait, list. Wait, actually, before we get to your Sneedler's list, you gotta tell us. About your, uh, about uh, your, about your, the circle application thing for everybody that's listening or, out oh, there. Yeah. yeah, dude, I finished, this was like, I, I started it like a few weeks ago, but low key, like my roommate kind of bummed me out about it. Cause he was like, Oh, you're going to take all this time to fill this out and they're not even going to pick you. And I was like, damn, you right. And I got kind of like bummed out about it. So then I dropped him off at the airport on Sunday. He went back home and yesterday like one of the first things i did i was like because the only thing i had to do on the application was submit a video like you had to film a video being like here's why you should pick me you know and um so that was the one thing like i didn't do yet and so i dropped him off the airport then like the first thing i did yesterday was uh like film that video i was like you know i was like screw that you know i'm gonna i'm gonna finish what i started are they going to pick me? Probably not, but, you know, at least I tried. <laughs> I saw, to all you kids out there, at least, you know, you got to try. 
The good old college try. Yeah. Okay. Now it is going to be time for a Sneedler's List before I break this news that I just read. I don't know if it's true or not since we're nah, talking about... Since we're, some news. Since we're talking about Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons are planning to honor Isaiah with a statue outside of the arena. <laughs> I love it. They're like... They're like, everyone's being mean to Isaiah on the last dance. <laughs> Let's give him a statue. No, it's probably overdue, actually. I was, I'm surprised they don't already have one. Exactly. So, now we can get into a Sneedler's list. All right. Yeah, so a relatively, pop, uh, a relatively uh, positive one. Um, I, this is kind of based on... So I've been just binge-watching show after show after show. And the, the recent show that I binge-watched was uh, Nailed It on Netflix. Four seasons of Nailed It and two seasons of Holiday Nailed It. Um, it's a baking competition show on Netflix. It's a good time. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it should. But that got me thinking of what the best um, comp- competition cooking shows are. Now, I'm basing this on ones that I have seen. So, honorable mentions to like Top Chef and like Master Chef. I, I've never got into those shows, so I can't really speak on them. But, honorable mentions to those kind of shows. But, here is my top eight competitive cooking shows. And getting us started at number eight, I have Worst Cooks in America. Uh, sort of like uh, like the Nailed It concept, where it's more kind of making fun of people and how bad they are at cooking. But,. You're kind of rooting for them. You're like, oh my god! Like, hopefully they can learn how to make a grilled cheese sandwich. Like, that'd be cool. And to an extent, you can sit there and watch that show and be like, oh my god, these people suck. I can do that. I'm better than that. And then you realize that you're not. But it's a good time. Worst cooks in America. If you want to laugh at other people, but in a good way, you know, you can watch Worst Cooks in America. Number seven, I have beat Bobby Flay. I have that above uh, Throwdown with Bobby Flay because I think beat Bobby Flay is on a whole different level of being a really funny show where Bobby Flay, you know, he'll have to, he has to compete against some chef who like is super good at like one particular thing. So it'll be like a guy who's like, I've been making empanadas for 30 years and they're the best empanadas ever. And Bobby Flay will be like, Oh my God, I haven't made an empanada in 20 years. So he makes like some ridiculous empanada that is like barely even an empanada, but he'll be like, this is my take on an empanada and it's like what that wasn't the that wasn't the point of the competition and then he still wins anyway even though homeboy made you know like a quesadilla and called it an empanada so beat bobby flay another kind of funny uh cooking show to me i just think that's hilarious that he's like oh that's great you're really good at these things i'm gonna not make that call it that and still beat you at number six i have cupcake wars um, as you can tell, I like my uh, I like my baking. You know, when I was talking about nailed it. Uh, Cupcake Wars, good time. It's fun for the whole family. Just a bunch of happy people making a shit ton of cupcakes and getting critiqued by French people on how they fucked up their cupcakes. So I think that's a lot of fun. At number five, I have Hell's Kitchen, the Gordon Ramsay special, where he just yells at everybody for a whole hour every episode, and it is just terrific. In the complete opposite sense of Cupcake Wars, where it's super fun, Hell's Kitchen does not look like fun. And what's, But what's really great is when there's the people on Hell's Kitchen that try to talk shit back to Gordon Ramsay. Huh, that is a good time, because that is a man you do not want to mess with. And some of these people 
think that they can, and I think that's hilarious. So the first half of my list of top eight competitive cooking shows that I have seen, Worst Cooks in America, Beat Bobby Flay, Cupcake Wars, and Hell's Kitchen. At number four, I have Nailed It. Nailed It, the one the one critique on that show is that it, 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 it can be kind of hard to binge, even though I did binge it, but that's you know, mainly because this is the world we're living in where you have nothing else to do. Um, it does get kind of stale. Every episode is, is virtually the exact same thing where Nicole Byer yells and laughs and is ridiculous. Jacques says some things about baking and people just absolutely destroy these cakes. But all in all, nailed it. A very good time, and you should check it out. At number three, I have Cutthroat Kitchen. It should have lasted longer, and I'm a little upset it doesn't have as strong of a reputation as some of the other competitive cooking shows because I think it has a terrific concept where you get $25,000 and you have to survive each round against the other chefs. But what happens is you bid for sabotages that you have to put on the other chefs, but you only win as much money as you have left. So it, it brings, to men, brings to mind, you know, do you spend the money on sabotages – but then you're not going to win all the money or do you save all the money, but you might lose because people are just going to throw sabotages at you constantly. So I think Cutthroat Kitchen is a great show. It's on Hulu. If you if you need a new show to binge, Cutthroat Kitchen, a good time. Plus Alton Brown's the host. He's terrific. At number two, I have Guy's Grocery Games. It is a delightful competitive cooking show where they're not making gourmet things, at least you know for the most part. Um, and it's not really like gourmet chefs that are competing on it. It's, it. They are chefs, but more more or less, it's people that own you know smaller restaurants or you know even like some bar grills, you know, kind of thing. But it's great. They shop around the store. You know, they have a certain thing they have to make. It's but it's normally like super like pubby kind of food. You know, they'll be like make your best burger and side. And it's like all right, cool. Or like, Make your best, you know, uh, sandwich. And it's like, all right, cool. But then there's always like a little Guy Fieri sabotage where he'd be like, make your sandwich, but you have to use cotton candy. And it's like, what? They got to make cotton candy in a sandwich? So Guy's Grocery Games, a lot of fun there. But at number one, was it even going to be a choice? Was it even going to be a choice? I don't know what I'm trying to say there. But number one, it's got to be chopped. That's the show. Gourmet people who get handed a ridiculous amount of ingredients and they say you have 30 minutes make something delicious out of these random ass ingredients and that show is just terrific you get all stressed out because people forget an ingredient and then they just throw it on at the end or they try to make a salad with one minute left in the competition you're like ah what are you doing or they try to run to the pantry to get more items or they fuck up the ice cream machine there's just all sorts of great things that happen on chopped and it's overall a uh a good time. And that was another edition of Sneedler's List. That episode or that segment of Sneedler's List is brought to you by our friends over at Karaoke Adventure. We tell you about them every single week. It's everything you guys need for a singing good time. They bring everything to you, the PAs, the mics, the TV, the lighting. They've been, they do birthday parties, family gatherings, block parties, a night with friends. They're probably karaoke weddings if you really want them to. Probably go on to karaokeadventure at facebook.com or go give them a call 
at 773-732-6597. They've been do- doing this over 30 years of experience, probably doing Zoom meetings for you and your friends that want to drink on Zoom and sing some karaoke, put the words up on the screen, take turns, go check them out, Karaoke Adventure at facebook.com. Today, boys, and now it is time for the Ball Guy of the Week. This Ball Guy of the Week is going out to the man who got the most shine in episode six, John Paxson, for hitting that shot on the Phoenix Suns to win the ch- the championship for Michael, the third one. He said it's the biggest shot of his career, probably of his life. That was the best moment of his life, winning the title on that shot. John Paxson. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> ball guy of the week. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, he he might do the ball guy of the year. He might make it all the way. He might uh, dethrone Brad Coons if if Brad <laughs> Coons ever, if uh, he goes back to back. We don't know. But John Paxson, ball guy of the week. All right, boys. Uh, before we get into the starting five, Mother's Day is this weekend. I keep forgetting. I have not got my mother anything yet. Wow! Wow! <laughs> You guys haven't either. I have. What'd you get her? I can't tell you. What if she listens to the show? You're right. <laughs> You're right. You are you, so you right. You snake. <sighs> okay. All right. I Mother's Day. Yet. I'm not I don't know what to get my mom. I don't I know. She always wants cooking stuff. So I got her a shitload of cooking stuff for Christmas because this one place at the uh, outlet mall, the Chicago Premium Outlets off 88 was closing and had like an 85% off sale of like everything. So I stocked up on stuff. But I don't know what to get her for this Mother's Day. But we'll figure that out at a later time. It's only, it'll be Thursday when you hear this. So three days away. So we'll figure it out. I got, I got three days. I'm fine. Uh, starting five, worst pieces of paper that we experienced or have experienced in our life or we just think suck. I'm thinking of a number between one and five. Vance, what's the number? Three. It doesn't even matter, Vance. You uh, you hit it right on the head there, so I'm going to let you choose. Where, where do you want to go? Um, I'll go last, especially there's like three of us. Okay, Jeremy, you want first or so, second? Uh, I'll probably just go ahead and take take first pick. All right, I'll go I second. Thought. Starting five worst pieces of paper. Start us off. Yeah, so probably uh, at number one uh, for me, I think worst piece of paper is probably uh, an exam. An exam of any kind. There was never <laughs> something. It was never something I looked forward to, and definitely don't definitely miss don't those. Miss. And okay, so an exam. Just having to take an exam, that piece of paper, that fresh exam, or getting like an exam back with like an F on it. Well, I mean, that was all that. that they kind of go hand in hand. There, I was not. I was not a very good test taker. So normally, <laughs> you know, those those bad grades would be what I would get back. You know. Okay. Okay. Fortunately. So my at least first, in at least in high school. So for my first pick, I'm gonna take it since I texted you guys. I'm gonna go with the parking ticket, right? You come back to your car and there's that piece of paper on your windshield, especially at SIU, the parking division. You get the parking ticket. I'm going with that for number one. Yeah, that makes sense. Um 
All right, so the first one I'm going to do is an eviction notice because that would obviously be pretty shitty. Yeah, I had that um, on my list as well. Um, then the next one that I was going to take... Oh, man, I just had it. I got to think about it. Shit. Um, I'll just I'll go with another one I had on my list. Um, subpoenas. Or if you got subpoenaed, that would suck too. Like to sued? Paper. Like, like served. served? Yeah, like you got to go to court. I mean, anything like that. You know. Okay. Uh, for my next pick... I am going to go. Wait, you got back to back. Was that back to back? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did both. Okay, so for my second, I'm gonna go with a detention slip. Back in high school, the little they wrote you the, like the little referrals. Those suck. Yeah, you gotta go see the assistant principal. You're like, oh fuck, <laughs> what did I get in trouble for now? So the referrals, I'm gonna go with that. Okay, um, so let's see, so I got back-to-back, um, I would say, as far as worst pieces of paper, I mean, maybe, maybe like sandpaper, like sandpaper kind of (laughs) sucks. Okay, sandpaper, sandpaper blows. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're not a carpenter, it's like, what do you need sandpaper for? Yeah. Um, and uh, another piece of paper. Um, damn it, I was thinking of these two. Um, oh. Another, like, another bad piece of paper. Oh, I, I was thinking of this. It would be like a, like a Dear John letter or like any sort of like breakup note (laughs) people if people people still do that right okay okay that's like some middle school shit right there yeah you you get a note from like a girl you like and it's like oh boy okay (laughs) with my with my third pick of the draft i'm gonna take uh fake tickets that you buy from a scalper off the uh off the street outside the stadium and then you go up there and they're fake and they're fraudulent so i'm gonna go that happened to you i'm gonna go with that no, it hasn't happened to me, but I'm sure it's happened to people. So I'm gonna go with yeah. the, uh, the fake tickets. No, no, I was just asking. I thought maybe there was a story there. Um. Okay. Bad piece of paper. Man, I'm trying to think of another one here. I did eviction and subpoena. Let me go back. said that one. Damn it. Oh, bills. <laughs> Getting a bill would be bad. Any paper bills, if you still do that. I mean, I don't, but okay. if you do, that'd obviously be a bad piece of paper to get. Okay, so like utility bills, all that, you know, cable bill, okay. What else? Yeah. You got back-to-back. Um, 
All right. And then the next one that I'm going to go with is like that one ply toilet paper. That shit's bad paper. And you can't wipe your ass with it. Like, why does it even exist? Like, it just breaks off. It's horrible. Bella, stop. <laughs> what's your dog? What's your dog doing? Bella's going nuts right now. You know, she's trying to break, she's trying to break some news <laughs> or something. She's trying to tell the people about something. Okay, so <laughs> so for for my next pick, I'm gonna go with my fourth pick. I'm gonna go with divorce papers. Right, you gotta go sign the divorce oh. papers. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. That's gonna be my fourth pick. All right. Then for my uh, this is already the last pick or no? No, right. you got back to back. Yeah, your last two. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, then I'm going to go with like the, I know that, I know that's when you get those coupons in the mail, like at the beginning of the month, like that whole pile of them, that sucks. There's really, there's really only only, like, I hardly use any of those coupons. And if I do, I use like, I use like the free shake for Arby's. That's like basically it. Right. So (laughs) it's like, Arby's shakes are super underrated. They're good, but it's like I don't need the this Jamoka. entire I don't need this entire pan, like book of coupons for a furniture store and I like when you you know like Spectrum sends me coupons. It's like I'm already using your service. Like what do you want? Me, why are you sending me coupons? Like I already I already pay you. Now you want me to buy something else? <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm gonna go with that, and then for my last pick, I'm gonna go with that. Uh, that tag on mattresses that you're not supposed to rip off. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Like why, why can't we rip off? So how about just tags, tags in general, you know, cause there's those ones on the pillows too. So you got to put the pillowcase in a certain way so the tag doesn't stick out. Where, where was it? I thought, I thought one of these pillows had one. Damn it. All right. never mind. But I was thinking, cause I was sitting here next to some pillows and I was like, yo, those random ass, like, Big white tags like, just suck. Okay. Um, for my last pick, I'm going to go with confetti. Confetti fucking blows. <laughs> your, la- your last pick? What? I had first picks. Yeah, you went back. Oh, you're going back down. I know. Okay. Bye, <laughs> So I'm going confetti. with confetti. Confetti sucks. There's so much of it all over the place. And when you go to pick it up, you kind of like got to scrunch it off the ground because it never just comes off smoothly. So my I, confetti blows. <laughs> all right. My last one I'm going to do is like that clear paper shit that comes around the edge of a video game or a DVD or whatever. Cellophane wrap? so annoying. Yeah, like that kind of... That one in particular, though, like where it's like so hard to open for no reason. It's skin tight. Like Yeah, you gotta like take on, a man. key or a knife just to cut it to get the finger some, through it. Yeah. I mean, some bitch already had to use a key to open up the drawer, you know? Like, why do I need this clear paper wrap? Like, I'm already home now. It's annoying. Okay, so for my, for my bench player, I'm gonna take saran wrap. So I hate saran wrap because cause when... When you take the saran wrap off, if you don't like do it perfectly and it starts sticking to itself, it's you're fucked. Yeah. Does that count as paper? Yeah, it's a type of paper. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's a paper product. Wrapping paper sucks. Yeah, wrapping paper. Oh, dude, blows. I'm so bad at wrapping gifts. But I just do so bad. Funny. He's like, what the fuck? Why am I wasting my time with this bullshit? 
Okay. Mom, so, give a bag and some tissue paper. So, so <laughs> if we get better at wrapping. Okay, this. boys. So if we ever go back down the road here and we do the starting five best papers, you know, that that would be a good one. Are the bags, the the paper bags for for the gifts? You know, just sit here um, and list off flavors of <laughs> of blunts or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I have one more bench player too. Have you guys seen Workaholics? Yes. The poop dollar. Yeah. The poop dollar uh, would be a very bad piece of paper. <laughs> Agreed. All right, boys. Uh, so that wraps up this uh, this week's rendition of Starting Five, the worst pieces of paper. That ends out the show. Thank you for sitting in Section 312. Catch us back here next week, next Thursday, sit in Section 312. Break down Episodes 7 and 8 of The Last Dance. Probably have some more sports news, some breaking news. Uh, out if we ever get any we break down a little bit more of the KBO uh, or is it the KBO KBO right KBO yep you said it right okay. the KBO go check us out follow all of our social media at section 312 show uh, we are an affiliate of the Midwest Sports Network you can go listen to our show at mwsn.net go follow them mwsn net and all their sports feeds. Go check out Thrive Fantasy, Karaoke Adventure. Until next week, this is Section 3, 1, 2.